On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we have our first ever all big deal or no thing episode. Let's go. Another all new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. And as always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Or to be a part of the show, you can also hit us up on Facebook, Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Lastly, the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. It is a privilege and an honor to be back with you guys again. As always, I got my main man of yours, DJ Highstar. My dog, what's good, broski? Good. I was uh, trying to think of some kind of creative way to come on, but I can't. So, what's up? <laughs> Hello, brother. How are you? Exactly. Yeah, that's all I got today. Listen, it, it, I feel like it, it feels like one of those days where it's like, yeah, nah, it's hump day, man. We coming to you. On Hump Day, recording on new episode Wednesday. I know you guys been like, yo, what's up? Is it NET? I actually had somebody text that to me after I said it last week. But no, we we regularly on Wednesdays, you know, life be life. And then we had to push it back. But we we back live out here on a good old Wednesday for you guys. Whole lot going on in the sports world. So we figured to switch it up. Somebody said once upon a time, you made it a hot bar. We made it a hot. I made it a hot song. So I figured we, we made it a hot segment. Why not make it a hot episode? You feel me? These are, these are stretches that you be doing, but <laughs> I, I I appreciate the odes to hip hop. I do. Yeah, I mean, the effort. Yeah, they be stretches. Yeah. Last, I think, yeah, when I was in B more, um, and that wasn't the first time you did it, but uh, been a long you fumbled time. the Rakim. Yeah. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a step, step to step. I mean, show to step to. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was waiting because I was I couldn't get it. There you go. I was about to say, what's going on? Is this thing on? Hello? Hello? Also, basically, you were just waiting a little bit more for... Thank you. Thank you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to interject some of those over that long break so that those are the longest crickets. That's how the crickets sound outside the crib anyway. But nonetheless, dog, how you been, bro? What's been going on with you over the last week, man? I know you done gotten made it back safely from Baltimore. Uh, Yeah, man. Well, guys, Traveling Mercy definitely made it back down from from Bodymore Murderland. Um uh what, oh uh this past weekend, man, one of our one of our younger frat brothers, um Alexis Pipkins, he uh he had an open mic, um like an open mic type of event going on in Columbia that I DJed for him. A bunch of bunch of talent down there that he kind of curated and gathered, everybody from Florence to Atlanta. Uh, folks that came out to perform for him and um dog had a good event man a lot of a lot of people showed up to his event but more or less like the people that perform put on his show i'm not one for i told him this afterwards i'm not one for open mics with like original talent like that i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not a like a talent show type of guy and all right let me sit through this 
so for one, I was getting paid, you know what I mean? The DJ, it was a DJ gig. So I was cool with that. But ultimately, you know, when you get placed in certain places, you realize, you know, stuff is divine and or whatnot. And the fact that I was there while I was there and stuff like that, I was like, okay, all right. Okay. Like they really, you know what I mean? It really get down. Like really was showcasing um, their talent. <laughs> exactly. We had a lot of frat brothers that came out to support him or whatnot. So shout out to Pip. And also special shout out to um to our other frat brother, man. He's on he's on the road all the time. Well, you always on the his, road. Uh, driving his rig or whatnot and um named deandre jennings and now whenever he gets on our group chat the frat brothers group chat all i could hear in the background um or in my head there is i wanna go home because that's like he be he always be complaining about everything under the sun about truck driving like uh, he just started truck driving this year and stuff like that. He gives really the the ups and all of the downs of it. But one thing about Doug, he listens to the podcast um, all the time. I tell him all the time, yo, you need to go ahead and write the show, bro. You need to write it. <laughs> Listen, Jennings, if you're listening, bro, what you waiting on, man? Come on. And everybody else by that. I mean, for that matter, you can kind of just plug that. But everybody else should go ahead and. You know, it's an interactive show. We not we don't shy away from us being interactive at all. And so, as as DJ High Star has so eloquently put it, y'all out there listening, man, you got some comments, you got questions, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. You can hit us up with an email. You can hit us up with a text message. Matter of fact, if y'all if y'all exactly. keep texting, I'm gonna go ahead and just be like, "Yo, this is going on the show. Appreciate it." Um, but without further ado, man, this is our first ever. Big deal, no thing episode, bro. So with without further ado, man, let's let's go ahead and jump into a little bit of That's a big deal. Nah, I was about to say thing. you can't produce that a little bit better. But that's good, yeah. Nah, you got it, bro. <laughs> this will not be one of these episodes, bro. <laughs> right, right. Nah, whole time. Right. So we've got ten topics for you guys. We will discuss whether they are big deals or no things according to the headlines. First up, Deshaun Watson to start. In the Cleveland Browns' first preseason game, despite his legal troubles. Big deal or no thing? A big deal. That's a big deal. I'm going to go the other way. Nah, that ain't no thing. Why you say? I got a feeling I know why you're going the other way, but my primary reason for saying that is because you, like I said, this may be the reason why you're going the other way, but you (laughs) predicted this and you saw it coming um, regardless. Uh, I think the... With all of the hoop lines surrounding the story, this is just something that um, a lot of people didn't didn't see coming or whatnot. Um, yeah, that's, I'm gonna just keep it at that. What? Keep no, no. That, I, have, <laughs> I have a follow up question. Okay, uh, I say it's not a thing because I absolutely saw this coming. One, <laughs> and then two. Really, it's it's the preseason. Even if he were suspended and had accepted the suspension he would have been allowed to, to start in the preseason okay. regardless. Um, even if the league in miraculously for, in some form or fashion is granted before the, before the start of their um, – before the start of the league year and the start of the season, it's granted the suspension that they want, which is likely going to be anywhere between 12 games in the full season, he will absolutely still get to play a preseason. So to me, it's not a big deal because, again, it's, it's preseason. Which follow-up? Yeah, it kind of went along those lines. Um, and you, you kind of answered it, but do you see him playing 
the first game? Uh, yeah, because what's very likely going to happen is that that this process is going to take a while. Uh, it's gotcha. The, the league has made their stance very transparent, all with even Roger Goodell himself calling um, Deshaun Watson's actions predatory. He was asked by a reporter heading into a building, hey, what do you think? Uh, do you stand behind with the leagues? He's like, absolutely. After reading the report, we know that he was a predator, and what he did was wrong. Um, it was terrible. The judge herself said that he should have gotten more, but based on our rules, he she couldn't give it to him. So we're going to petition for these rules to be changed now to to give him the, the, the really the detention. I said detention, but the punishment that he deserves based on his actions. The reports that are being reported versus the actual report of what happened are two different things. And every little bit and piece that I begin to kind of find out a little bit more, I'm not really upset that they're trying to seek more. I've always been, a, oh, well, the rules are the rules. and No, they, he deserves more than six games, bro. And I hate to say that because I like Deshaun, and I feel like the Texans were complicit the entire time. But bro did some real grimy stuff, even aside from the oldest, my kink, so I'm a blah, 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 blah whatever. Bro did some grimy stuff, like and even the way that he did it, it was like, "Yo, my dude, you, you, yeah, you he's got." Na- he's nasty. Yeah, whole he's time, nasty. and not even nasty in like a yeah, oh, I'll be out. No, like a nah. I mean, That's weird. Weird, nasty. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, yeah, we gonna have to nastier, nastier than Ben Ben Raplesberger. I mean Raplesberger. Yes, exactly. Worse than Kobe. Like legit. Like it is what it is. I don't want to talk about him that much no more in that act, but. I owe some folks an apology, so I'm gonna say it on the air. That's a big deal. And oh, it, right. it is. Like even with all of that going on, I'm gonna say it on the air. Did I apologize? Get together over there, man. You it's the board. What do you want? Huh? It's the board. What do you want me to do? It's, 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 <laughs> no, no, it's a Wednesday. That, you know, we're gonna stop you blaming it on the board, man. You flushed it over there. Nah, that ain't no thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we move forward, next up, Serena Williams is retiring from the game. Of tennis. Serena, you were one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Every late 90s and early 2000s young man had your posters, at least our, your screensavers. You had the hopes and dreams of so many little black girls on your shoulders and you succeeded we're gonna miss you in the game and we wish you much success in all your future endeavors you your husband and that little baby girl and that sister that she wants we wish you nothing but the best with the end of the road so big deal or no thing that Serena Williams is retiring from tennis, bro, after the entire tribute. <laughs> Jokey, too. Jokey. <laughs> no, Toward the end. You started off serious. And then and just I'm like, went, oh, man, respect. That's yeah, what's like, up. Yeah, no, you really yeah. had to get that jokey. But had big, to. huge deal. Huge, That's big, big deal, deal, though. Pause. And I'm going to agree and conclude and concur, rather. That's a big deal. It is a huge deal, bro. Tell me why you say give it a little bit of context here all right uh people for those that don't know all right if you think look about look at it technically speaking this woman has a 27 year career a 27 year professional career uh started playing in 95 professionally mm-hmm. um 
Over her career, though, she spent 319 weeks ranked as the number one player in the world uh, by the Women's Tennis Association. Now, that included 186 consecutive weeks from February 2013 to September 2016. Um, Again, uh, now the only two people that have spent more time as far as women uh, as the world's top-ranked players is Steffi Graf and Martina Navratilova. However, this puts her career is in the pantheon or puts her in the pantheon of greatest athletes ever. Period. Uh, Women or men. Now, we start talking faces faces of sports like Tiger, like Muhammad Ali, like Michael Jordan. Serena will go down as the the face of tennis. Um so yeah, it's 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 a it's a very big deal for this to be for for this to be the the you know the closing of that chapter. Um you always see uh I won't call it nepotism, but you'll always see like siblings, you know, the Eli Peyton Manning situations of the world and um the roles, you know, uh, Antrell and Samari and and all of them boys or whatever, whether they're cousins or whatever like that. But she literally took the torch and you know what I'm saying? And, and, and ran with it. Like big sisters cutting up like that. Oh, all right. Like daddy, Richard, I'm gonna show you something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So shout out and salute to Serena. Yeah, I agree. Everything you said, plus some like, I would argue she's arguably the greatest athlete of all time, bro. Any sport, any consideration. I mean, just who she was and what she did. I read the article that she, um, the announcement that she made in Vogue magazine um, and just in the reasons leading up into what she said, why she did it. And just so much of who she was and how she used um, the losses early on in Venus's career as motivation. And she learned from those and, and, and allowed it to drive her, Really, she had a head start. It was like, well, almost like if you think about back of the movie, one of the legendary sports movies of all time, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, how when uh, Ricky would be like, it's about that time. It looks like a shake and bake time. And they would go and do the slingshot. Let's do the move. Let's do the move. And his partner would get up and draw that head of steam to allow him to build up that speed behind him and then slingshot himself into and propel him into victory. And essentially, in a lot of ways, that's exactly what Venus did in all of those tough losses early on, having the experience of traveling around the world and Serena being younger than her and being her little sister to just soak that up. Soak by, the time, up. by the time she got to the stage, she was like, oh, no, nah, I know what to do. I see my sister do the right things. I see my sister do some wrong things. And I had a chance to learn from her and has become the greatest of all time. Nah, that like it's, it's much respect um, at 40 years old. She'll be 41 in September. She wants to expand her family and she knows how much of a toll that takes on her body to go out on top. She gets nothing but respect for me. Yeah. And then I think it goes um, without saying how much her impact has had. You alluded to it during your jokey um, Mm. little tribute, but uh, in all seriousness, how, how much um, her impact has, you know, the impact that she's had on, on young black girls. Um, and we're talking about a 27 year career. So there's people that have grown up watching Serena, if you think about it. So mm-hmm. you're, you're 10 years old, um, or 11 years old in the late 90s. You know what I'm saying? You're now 
34, and and you've grown up watching her career, or you know what I'm saying, even if you were if you were just born, and maybe all you know is Serena's greatness, you don't really know too much. You know, you you may know Venus as the older sister and stuff like that, but all you know is is when Serena gets on the court and and just to stay in shape for that long, bro, go through the the first pregnancy and stuff, then be a sex symbol, be um like a a, a cover girl and, and and things like that as far as the endorsements and and all of the stuff off of the court. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Right, and I don't think people give her enough credit for the, for the athlete that she was or is for that man. I'm saying like she gone, but like I had the privilege of meeting her um, in Charleston at the family circle cup years and years ago. My mom's a huge tennis fan. Um, shout out to the U S open. I know Serena at the U S open this year. Cause I think that's going to be her last event. It's going to be ridiculous out there. And I, I'm, I'm hoping my mom can get a picture with her, but having a chance to meet her in a standby side by side her. First of all, I thought she was a little bit taller, but she's just a solid woman. She's like five, nine, five, ten. But she's just solid. And you look at her, it's just, just like an athlete. Like <laughs> Remind you of one of them Charleston gal. Listen, just chisel. You know what I'm saying? But no, like she, she like res- much respect for all of her contributions to so many different realms and assets for her uh being who she wants to be. But shout out to a, a legendary career for real and for certain. Next up on Big Deal, No Thing episode, we've got the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, shopping Sam Darnold. For a trade. Big deal or no thing, bro? Nah, that ain't no thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. That's so much of not a thing that it's... That's a big deal. You go first, I can see that. I can see that. Um, But yeah, no, it's, you know, how my my stance on the quarterback situation in Carolina already. uh, They're making it easier for Baker to have the keys to to the, um, you know, to the offense. Um, and then also grooming in grooming the rookie quarterback. So it's just simplifying stuff, uh, in Carolina from that rule. But ultimately I am not surprised at, at that headline. It doesn't, it doesn't move me of course. Um, and yeah, it, so long, uh, Sam Darnold. <laughs> this is such a no thing to me that it's a big deal for this reason. They got to be tripping hard in that thing if they think somebody gonna be honestly willing to looking to get them. them right and then give up something valuable. I saw an article on dot com that drew my interest because you know the headlines is what snatches you. The four best fit and trade scenarios for Sam Darnold. And I was like, oh, who would four te- How would they come up with four different teams? The first team that they listed was the Seattle Seahawks. And the justification was, or the trade offer was, we trade them Sam Darnold and they give us Seattle Sounders tickets. Um, and, and that's when I was like, oh, this is a farce. But let's keep reading. The next one was Denver, and it was for a 20% discount off of some amusement park out there in Denver. I'm shaking my head, audience. I'm shaking my <laughs> head right now silently. And I just like was like, that. that's the only logic. Us trying to like really do something with him at this point is like, you taking some old ratty clothes that you ain't worn in like 412 years, taking it out to a yard sale and being like, hey, yo, I got this quality jacket. Bro, there's nothing Almost quality. like at um, consignment shops, when you see sneakers on sale, like at 
sports or a Plato's closet or something and you see sneakers and they're just run down. Mm, that's exactly what it's like. It's like that thing that don't nobody else want that. Maybe we can get a couple of dollars. No, we're not going to get nothing for it. And at this point, just go ahead and cut out losses. I don't see them keeping Darnold on the roster above PJ Washington. Um, I keep wanting to say PJ Washington. Um, Walker. PJ Walker. Who the heck is PJ Washington? Now I, I got to figure out who that Basketball is. Basketball player for the Hornets. Bing bong. That's um, I want to say PJ Washington. So, in other words, Sam Darnold is a rundown pair. Air yes. Force Ones test. The the Willie D's, the black Willie D's with the crease in the toe. They really ain't good for nothing other than fighting in and letting folks know, yo, I'm about this smoke. That's that's about what he is, except he's really not about that smoke at this point. So um it's funny to me that he is, in fact, the the trade rumors are being there. They're just trying to drum up some energy, some excitement. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these preseason games he gets a start and goes out there and looks good. Hopefully they, they scheme well for him to say, hey, this is what he has the potential to be as your next starter or backup quarterback. What you going to give us for him? We'll take a sixth round. Got a seventh round. Can we get a, uh, one of them uh, ball boys for it? Like, what's up? So definitely. No, I said sixth round. I'm at six pack. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you got that one off. I was looking for the little. Doo -doo -doo. There we go. But you got that one off. All right. Next up. This is a topic that's interesting to me, and it's more of a the seeds of a hot take, but during the preseason, you see uh, a lot of different teams kind of trying things out, trying to implement, not only implement their game plans for the future year, but also just kind of leading into some things. Our third string team um, this past weekend with PJ at the helm threw a play, um, threw up in a play trick play to an offensive guard who caught and secured the ball and then ended up scoring a touchdown. Big deal or no thing that trick plays are birthed in the preseason. No thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. And I'm literally going the other That's way. That's a big deal. Why do you say? Um, they the seed may be planted for trick plays in the offseason. Um, they are practiced all year. A uh, word to Bill Belichick. Um, so that the ones that our favorites of coaches and stuff like that. They often get practice that maybe the end of practice or something like that. Let's run through, you know, Buffalo, sniper Buffalo. 32, right. sniper 32, go ahead and run it. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's the execution part, whether it comes at the end of the season or midway through the season, week eight or week nine in a close game, or even in the postseason, the execution part of it comes from it being practiced not only in the preseason, but but during the season and stuff like that. Um, like I said, and where it becomes a part of regular practice um, for for the said team. So you know that's that's why I said it's no deal. Yeah, for me, I think it's a lot of the reasons that you said actually thing. head towards why it's a big deal because those seeds for me, like. Even if the first team's not running it, they know what it looks like and they've now got it to film. If that's something that they decide, hey, our starters could run this one, let's run this one week six in practice, they've already got that film to be able to be prepped and ready for it. I, th I, th I would not be surprised if at a big point in this season when they need a trick play, we see that one again. The only reason that it's even televised at this point is because the Panthers, uh, their uh, social media was out there at practice and were able to record some footage and saw the team celebrating they didn't show the the full play or the alignment they just showed the actual big man touchdown 
But again, I would not be surprised at all for at a big point in the season this to be able to come back up. So I would love to, I'm putting a pin on it that in this episode, in the first ever big deal, no thing, you heard Big Cliff say it, you'll see this one again. So to me, it's a big deal. All right, next up, big deal or no thing. It's time for fantasy football. Big deal or no thing? Uh, big deal. That's a big deal. That's a huge That's deal. That's a big deal. Are you ready for some football? Yes, sir. Why would you say that it's a big deal? It's always just the sign that, you know, it's 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 time for, uh, you know, it's time for some football, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you you got I just got to counter your <laughs> level your, of excitement. Range. I got to yeah, I got to exactly. I got to counter it, but no, nah, um, it's it's just definitely a sign that it's that time of the year. Fantasy football comes. Ever been playing, going on ten years now, more than ten years. This part, this time of the year, always ends up going by smoother, faster. Whether like whatever I have going on as far as work or school or, or whatnot, um, your week is set up for you. Uh, your week ends. You know what I mean. Monday night. Um, Tuesday morning, you check in your, your scores and, and everything like that just to turn around again and be ready for a Thursday night game. Uh, Friday night, of course, uh, Friday night lights, mm-hmm. any kind of high school games going on Saturday, you ushered into college Yalish. football unless it's that time of the year. Unless it's that time of the year and you got a, a couple of NFL games. And then, you know, big Sunday, um, big Monday nights. Like I said, especially uh, around the time where you don't have like some kind of series to watch on stars or showtime or HBO. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a great time to, you know, to not have anything uh, on TV to watch. And you're like, Oh yeah, there's a football game on tonight. Yeah. But also though, along those lines, the fall is when a lot of new shows come out or the new seasons of a lot of the most popular shows anyway, even though they've kind of, Right. right away from exclusive fall TVs to now fall and spring. But like now this time of TV is this time of year for the TV period is the best fall period. But I am excited for football, not just for, for fantasy football, not just because, as you mentioned, it marks the start of the regular football season, but also because it is the privilege that I have as Big Cliff of Carolina Sports Talk to announce officially the second annual Carolina Sports Talk Fantasy Football League. And not only will we be debuting uh, the league with several other, with several new players, we'll have some, some some of your fan favorites coming back, but we will also be having the second iteration of the Carolina Sports Talk Fantasy Football Fabulous Ladies of Football Fantasy League as well. You want, you ask for it, and we're giving it to you. So I'm proud to announce, that's why it's a big deal. I'm excited to announce that this year's league will not be a free league as it was last year, but this year we'll have a little money, a little skin in the game, if you would. Now, we talked about it last week about how much is too much, how much is a lot, how much we're willing to wager. This year, we're not going to bust nobody across the head. We're just doing a $30 league. I think we've got three or maybe four slots left. 
uh, in the league this le- this year. So if you are interested in being a part of the Carolina Sports Talk Fantasy Football League for this upcoming year, shoot one of us a text, email the show, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Drop us a line in the Facebook group or hit us on social media. Let us know, hey, I want in if you think you have the skills necessary. Now, I want to warn you, you've got some serious fantasy footballers going down in this league so it's a big deal it's a huge deal you know that's what that's exactly what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make up that's a huge deal deal. i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna get a remix on that one but nonetheless it's i'm excited for it because um the the yeah it's a chance to win the money now we're gonna discuss one thing to say We'll give us a second. We'll discuss the breakdown of the cash prizes and everything, as well as the uh, a championship of what the award will be. But twelve team format, NFL, excuse me, ESPN format, fantasy football league. We do play in a PPL league, so um, PPR, PPL, PPR points per reception league. So uh, if you're interested, hit us up and let us know. Uh, what's your What's your question, bro? I'm scared to ask at this point. Not Not necessarily a question, but um, you know. As you just said, and was leading to it, but I wanted to go ahead and um, and let the listeners know, give them a little inside information. But I'm negotiating with Big Cliff for us to have um, again it's thirty dollar entry fee. Uh, wanted to negotiate with him for us to have a twenty dollar grand prize winner, and then the maintenance fee is going to be the remainder of the pot, and it's going to go to DJ High Star. So that's what we're working on behind the scenes. The maintenance fee? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna manage, you know, little little things here and there, tinker with and you know, make sure everything's kind of running smoothly, and that'll be my fee. So come out to what, maybe 30 times 12, carry the one minus 20. I'll just have the remainder after we give out that twenty dollar grand prize. Stupid, I'm not gonna let you get the chance. <laughs> mm. Never has it been placed in a more place in a more that what sound bite. never has that sound bite been placed in a more perfect <laughs> if you're interested in the fantasy football league make sure you hit us up and let us know like i said we've got about four slots left um who knows they're, they're i don't like i'm not a fan of the super early signups and setting i'm certainly not setting no draft up until the week before the season there's too much that goes on through preseason um with player movement with injuries and stuff like that and i'm, I'm not in, in the industry of handicapping myself and or players in the league as the commissioner. So uh, we will set a draft time once all players have been set into the league. Or ladies, if you are out there and you're interested in joining either of the leagues, either the Carolina Sports Talk League, that will report and we'll have some interviews and some interaction, uh, probably do another live draft along with uh, the other players in the league. Or if you want to be in the, all in the fantasy, fabulous ladies fantasy league, hit us up and let us know and we'll move forward. From uh, there. Are, you a, um, are you a fan of Larger leagues, uh, i.e. 12 to 16, um, or small leagues like your eight-person eight leagues and stuff like that. So my sweet spot, pause is 10 to 12. I don't like the eight league. Hey, yo. Hey, hey, yo. I don't like the eight-person leagues. <laughs> and, and oddly enough, being a 16, I don't like the 16-team leagues either. Um, I did a 14 before, wasn't a fan. Um I'm a fan of offense, and it's it's harder to score higher points in a league where you know I don't like a, a eight bunch of people. Yeah, exactly. I don't like an eight team league, and then like, oh, I've got the number one, number six, and number three uh, rushers in the league on my team, and I'm going to demolish everybody. <laughs> but I'm also not a fan of, like I said, the the way I have 
one top 10 skill position player, period, based on the way that things drafted. So, um, yeah, no, 10 to 12 is like that that, that good, comfortable range. You could say sweet spot again, bro. It's all, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, no, I'm good on that, though. I'm good on that there, right there. <laughs> Uh, as we move forward with Big Deal No Thing episode, and this is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my dog, DJ Highstar. Um, bro, what's going on with your man, KD, man? Uh, so, um, got Kevin Durant uh, in the news once again. Shout out to the NBA for keeping their, their news cycle going. But Durant reportedly um, meets up with the owner, Joe Sy, in London, demanding our... Um, setting a uh, ultimatum, if you will, that he needs to be traded or he, the, the Nets, if he does stay with Brooklyn, that the Nets need to fire Steve Nash and the general manager. Big deal or no thing? <sighs> no thing, bro. Nah, that ain't mm. no thing. I respect it. I'm going to say big deal. That's a big deal. Why do you say uh, no thing? I say it ain't no thing because... Like you mentioned at, at the header of it, this is a ploy of the NBA to leak some information out to kind of stay in the headlines. There, These things are not new. These types of demands, these types of requests aren't anything that has like never been happening or going on before. It is happening where it's being leaked and manipulated as an attempt to drum up further ratings and to have their relevancy uh, be maintained with the peak of football right around the corner. So... To me, it's not a big deal. Uh, if especially with it coming out, I don't think that the, the owner has a, 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 a choice or ability to get rid of them at this point. Um, just off the strength of, yeah, no, nah, they know now. Like if that happens, and and it, it, you just let the world essentially know that, oh, now superstars run my team. So no, nah, this ain't no thing for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I say it's a big deal. Um, really, I, I think that if they, you know, if this. This truly did happen out in London and stuff like that. Your man, uh, what Katie is with who like clutch sports? Yeah. So who is what's uh, LeBron's boy's name? Rich. Uh, Not again. Uh, um, I can look it up real quick, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, but yeah, it just shows that how kind of a uh, real, you know, the the ploys and the, the the different tactics that they have. Rich Paul to um, Rich Paul. Uh, that that they have to kind of handicap these owners. It's like, all right, we didn't want to go here, but you forced our hand, and now, so now it it looks uh, interesting. Um, if KD doesn't leave, first of all, you you need a blockbuster trade. We already entertained this whole Boston thing. We know that Jason Tatum has to go um, if they're going to put a package together for KD, or they're just going to empty the whole uh, draft equity on KD along with, you know, a package of players like Jalen Brown and, and some other cats or whatever like that, if, if that happens. Um, and with a lot of other teams, you don't see it being put together uh, or whatnot for, for a KD vibe to happen. Um, and it, it just, uh, I think it handicaps him because then if he stays, which I still hold fast to that, he will at least have the season. He'll be in Brooklyn. Um, it it gives everybody else, as far as the press, um, a lot of you know fodder and stuff like that. Whenever anything happens 
the camera will pan to Steve Nash and then pan to KD exactly. or whatever like that. <laughs> and then if, again, even if this is not true, like, you know, one, one thing I hate about athletes is they're, they're some of the bigger liars. I don't know who's the bigger liars out of athletes or rappers or like musicians or whatever like that as far as like when musicians are like, oh, my album, you know, got pushed back for this reason or that reason and they're just giving a lie or or athletes, you know, lying about stuff like this. Like, oh, I never said that. You know what I'm saying? Well, where did it come from type of deal? Exactly. But Where there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. So, you know, anytime you see any kind of contention or, or discord or anything like that amongst the Nets, you'll kind of point to the whole Steve Nash versus Kevin Durant type of thing and, and all of that. So, you know, I just I, I call it a big deal for those reasons. Celeste. Yeah, man. Uh, and I think that this is a a black eye on Kevin Durant's career. He's already had some bruises on his career, if you will, uh, with some of the things that he's done, but it, it, you know, it, simply put, it just looks bad, bro. It, it, I don't like, I don't like the prisoners. I hate to use that, that example, but the prisoners running the, running the institution or running the prison. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I like it to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Stand up for your independence, stand up for your freedom you know, show your leverage and get your money, get your money, young man. But, but that's when it's strategic. Is obligations, huh? But what that's that? only for me when it's strategic and you're flexing your muscle as Absolutely. an attempt to say, as as as, I, as uh, having the ability, I'm going to do what's right for me. It's not like, hmm, I feel like going this way. Hmm, I feel like right. going that. He's too flighty for that. Juvenile. Yeah. yeah it, it feels real juvenile. And it's like, even LeBron does it to a certain extent, but show respect to your obligations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? KD, you got a a four year contract or four years left on your contract. You've um, you rallied and lobbied to get Steve Nash in there. Um, I've seen some stuff go on where it's just that that it'd be a sign that KD's not happy the way that they treated the Kyrie situation um, and kind of wants out because of that. You know, if it's me kind of pontificating, if you will, and things like that. I could see the Ben Simmons situation and bringing Ben Simmons in as a contributing factor as well. But when I say the Kyrie situation, I mean like not committing to Kyrie for a long term, longer term deal. And also like treating Kyrie as, as Brooklyn has, as far as in the press and everything like that throughout the COVID stuff, throughout the bubble and everything like that. Um, And, you know, I've seen different things like that, but it just hurts your brand overall, you know, just be a man, you know, be a man of your word. You, you sign in, you sign a deal. Look, thug it out. Do what you got to do. You got so much, you know, you got so much leverage and power out there in Brooklyn already. So thug it out. Go to Junior's Cheesecake. Get you a cheesecake or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Um, next up on Big Deal No Thing, Aaron Judge, the judge, all rise, um, hits home run number 45, albeit in a Yankees loss to the Mariners, to the Seattle Mariners, four to three around this time of the year. Historically, uh, the Yankees are up and down and around the 500 team around July, August ish. So it's nothing that um, sweating over or anything like that. But the judge hits home run number 45. Uh, big deal or no thing. <laughs> I got to hit the hedgy Murphy. That's a big nah, deal. That ain't no thing. What? 
Okay, Hedgy, I see what you did there. I got you. <laughs> Started off with the okay, yeah, that was a whole package. Okay, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and just I'm a, I'm gonna choose the side of the fence and say no, no, uh, no thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. I go said, ahead. Why? Uh, well, it doesn't matter why because you pick both sides. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why I say it's a big deal and no thing at all. Because there's layers to this thing, man. The fact that he hit number 45 by itself is huge. Pause. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that he is is, is chasing the record books, man. And, and I love to see him doing it in the pinstripes. Um, so that's a big deal. It ain't no thing because it's being wasted by simple mistakes. We shouldn't have lost that game. It's just like everybody else was so much in awe of him and then making simple errors. I want to say we had like three in this game. Um, it just fell apart, essentially. And so... Um, that's why I say it's no thing. That's why I'm giving it layers, not so much hedging as I am looking at it from multiple perspectives. And eh, you're still hedging. All right, Hedgy Kane. Um, I say it's no thing because um, some of the reasons that you said and that you elocuted, it, it came in a loss, of course. Um, you know, 45 is on pace. We know what this guy already does. We're expecting, and he's projected as well to you know hit somewhere in the range between 62 and 66 homers or whatever the number is um so get his numbers he's gonna he's gonna do what he has to do um but again for the yankees uh like i said historically been real uh lack not lackluster but shaky mid-grade if yeah. i could use that term term um so not quite ready just this, a little on this time of the year yeah mid. exactly not the za, not the za, but <laughs> around this time of the year, we've been real, you know, mid grade um, historically. So uh, I, I do definitely say that it's no thing. Uh, be- it came in a loss, pretty much. Uh, so good job, Aaron Judge. Bad job to the Yankees. Um, next up, summer pro am runs continue for the NBA. I'm going to give this a little bit next here. Um, you've got your, you know, you've got all of your NBA players out there kind of in this. Uh, I just hate like what Adam Silver is doing. <laughs> well, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, there's clips out there. First of all, the Knicks, they, they put their little NBA street trio out there to the pro-am and, and lost. You know, you sent me that link, so you know a little bit more about it. I didn't even open up the link, and then I heard. <laughs> you just it. saw your boys I heard, I heard about it as well through some other podcasts and things like that. I'm like just shaking my head. But then also, there was a run with Deontay Murray. Um, you know, I, I think Trey Young may have been there, or whatever. But the biggest, well, first of all, the Deontay Murray, Trey Young, and um, I forget uh, the third. I think John Collins. Um, they had a run. Deontay Murray literally hits a dude on the back of his neck like three times with the basketball, mad hard, and then, like tries to make it like an NBA uh, and one move, I guess. And he missed it. Did you see that highlight? No, thankfully. <laughs> I was about to say it's it's a it's an ugly highlight whenever it comes to just basketball. And how, like, you know, again, the and ones and the things of the world where you can, whatever, you do different things, your nutmeg, pause, or your your um, sham gods and stuff like that. 
when you could do some poetic stuff, this was just really botchy. It looked very cringy or whatnot. I'll, I'll send you the, the highlight in the clip after the show. Um, but then also up with um, an attempt as an, I guess, an attempt to honor Kobe. Uh, and he, you know, he gets past his defender. And he gets in front of Pablo Banchero and uh, he like uh, fakes him out. Good, good head fake, I suppose, or good shot fake or whatever like that. Throws it off the backboard and, and dunks it. Um, again, all of this stuff is in pro-am. So big deal or no thing that the NBA is <laughs> I was letting on these the highlights question. leak as far as these pro-am highlights leak and all of their, um, their workouts footage and stuff like that leak throughout their offseason. I'll take that as a no thing. <laughs> that is exactly what that is. Right. And whenever you hear nah, the cricket, no it's worse than no thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going the same way, though. It ain't no thing. Nah, that ain't um, no thing. Go expound a little bit on your crickets. The basketball, the National Basketball Association is reaching right now for ratings for attention. Now, in a lot of ways, earlier in the, in the postseason or in an offseason, they, they were dominating because I, I guess we weren't close enough to football to care about anything else. But at this point, my complete attention and diversion. And I got into an argument with the sport. I said an argument. I got into a discussion with the Carolina Sports Talk troll. And shout out to the troll. Um, a couple of nights ago, you guys don't talk enough about the other sports. Uh, we talk about what's important here at Carolina Sports Talk. And if our fans want to hear about it, we talk about it. If y'all want to hear about postseason uh, basketball, write in and let us know. I'm not a fan anymore. I say postseason, excuse me, offseason basketball. I, I like that they're putting it out there, but it's not really it's not really news because it's a bunch of cats playing against literally milkmen and ins- insurance yeah. salesmen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, not it's like you're supposed to do that and some. So not lose, Nick. Why you say? Um, I I, I agree <laughs> with that. Uh, man, I gotta yeah. We're gonna uh man, we're gonna have some fun. Just just look up Deontay Murray on on Twitter. Um, whenever you get a chance and oh Lord. you know and enjoy it. you're welcome but um i agree with that it ultimately at the end of the day is their workouts like these are their workouts as far as like after i hit the gym yeah i'm gonna lift some weights and stuff like that and i'm gonna get me a run in i'm gonna get some runs in the drew league situation with lebron um if a uh, false hubris to mm-hmm. the nba shout out to travis Mapp for that vocabulary word but it gave false hubris to the NBA as an as a as an organization that they, they were paused, that they were bigger than what they were, that they meant that it this was more in, like that all of this offseason stuff was more important than what it really is. That people <laughs> mm-hmm. granted we summer league. Summer league always gives us a peek and a sneak peek, a preview into some of your drafts, um, some of your younger stars and how they're developing and things like that. That's attached to the NBA. Cool. But that Drew League thing, that got the NBA drunk with attention. Yes. So it's like, oh, we Drew can League get thing? headlines <laughs> from nothing? Hey, man, all y'all boy go play. Literally. <laughs> literally nothing. So now, you know, yeah. Um, I said, uh, yeah, I said Pablo. I meant Paolo uh, Banchero earlier. But still, still nevertheless, yeah, it, it's no thing because they 
again, they're, they're piggybacking off of LeBron's clout in the whole Drew League, dropping into the Drew League thing. I honestly wouldn't have heard about a lot of these program leagues and 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 they're great things that some of the NBA players are doing around the nation. Um, had it not been for that that one Drew League weekend mm-hmm. and, and moment uh, in time, moment in time, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> <been> fleeting because <laughs> that's all it was, bro. Is is just a moment in time, like. So all of this other stuff. Then you got the Knicks. Like I said, they're sending their NBA street team out there. You remember that game? I think you were only allowed to pick three or um, NBA street. Oh, yeah. Oh, or yeah. even um, the other one back in the day, back in our time where you like he's on fire. NBA jam. Oh, I say. all right. Now, NBA jams or NBA street. Which one? Out of the two mm-hmm. NBA jam to me, just because I'm that old proportionately you got to think proportionately you can't think about graphics and stuff like that because that's like all right lebron versus jordan or which one you're going to pick no you got to think your time period like in that time frame Mm -hmm. i got the sega controller i got the super nintendo controller in my hand and then cool proportionately i have a playstation 2 controller the dreamcast controller that whatever in in my hand uh playing nba street so I, I say NBA Jam. And then the, the biggest reason, though, it was an arcade game as well. So it was, it was dual. It was, it was double. Like, you could practice that on your regular console and then arcade and whip some butt. So Aladdin's Castle in Citadel Mall. Shout out to West Ashley. Charleston South Cat. 843. We out here. It had the street game in there, too, bro. I'm mm. going NBA Street. Only because Kevin Garnett in that game was ridiculous on the defensive end. So I would always get the same three on my squad. I would mm. get um, him. I would get um, oh, what was the white shooter from um, from Golden State? I'm looking at him. I can't think of his name. Um, him back in the day. Yeah, him Chris, Garnett. Chris Mullins. Chris Mullins. Chris Mullins. Kevin Garnett. And then I um and I forget that I do forget the guard, but I would always get the three of them because Chris was big enough that he could block and play defense and he could shoot. All I would do is just be alleying straight to uh Kevin Garnett every time and then getting them back on the back on the defense, smacking the ball and throwing like like I was nasty in street with that. And then I had like all the codes on the PlayStation 2 to like change their clothes and get the unlimited yeah. boost and then codes was a game changer dog oh man i can remember still circle 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 triangle circle and then that unlocked the aba ball bro like <laughs> like i had them man. all down like written down on like a notebook and a paper and memorize them i'd be like getting them think dog street was my game and then when the nfl street came out i was like okay let me give this a try and that was it was not a very good game but right like <laughs> in the nba street Man, I like I would go and find that right now. And I still got my PS3 and I'm NBA sliding it. Right. That was that game. It was I. Yeah, that's my joint. So shout out to the video games as well. Uh in the like I said, the Pro Am leagues. I don't know if I want to shout y'all out right now. Uh, but <laughs> I want y'all to like get off is what I want y'all to do. Right. Moving right along. Little league. Uh let's let's move to a little bit of little league action. Texas or the Southwest team played Puerto Rico. This is in women's uh softball. Um, uh, I don't know what to call an adult, like a adolescent girl, but anyways, uh, Zanaria Hughes throws a no, no, a no hitter 
including 16 Ks in the no hitter. Big deal or no thing. Y'all know Big Cliff love the kids, but nah, that ain't no thing. You weren't expecting that. Yeah, I'm gonna that. say big deal. That's a big deal. Go ahead and and uh, defecate on what Shorty did accomplishments, man. Nah, shout out to Shorty. You know what? Shout out to Shorty and her accomplishments. I won't say it's like not a big deal what she did. It's just not a deal in the regards of me caring. In regards to you caring, yeah, and it. I mean, and one. Is it is Carolina Sports? Shout out to the to the brand. But go ahead. That that's it. That's where you. That- L- literally, I'm in my DJ High Star bag right now. Like that's all I got. What you want me to do? No, I I, I honestly missed it. Didn't, okay. I had peeped it. I saw it and went and looked at the headlines. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but it didn't move the needle Cute. for me, man. I mean, it's <laughs> Cute. All right. Yeah. It was, nah. Was... Yeah, yeah. I can respect that because, like I said, I have my moments. Of course, I say it's a big deal or whatever like that. It was just a great accomplishment. You see the highlights. She's she's wilding as far especially on during the strikeouts. She's in a rhythm, killing them. But uh, more or less, the big deal. The post game, they ask her this one poignant question. They're like, um, "This is just great, you know what I mean? Uh, you're so calm and poised right now. Have you ever ever done this before? Have you ever accomplished this feat before?" And she's like, "Uh, this is probably my third time." And they're like, "This season?" She's like, "Yeah." Yeah, no, like so, I do this. Like I, I, I'm, I'm built for this. I do this. Right. So shout out to Zenaria Hughes and uh, for doing what she does, man. Um, moving right along, we're gonna go to former athletes losing their minds. I'm gonna uh, what Marshawn Lynch simply got a DUI, got caught up. They say that he was caught driving. If you see pictures of his car, he's right. driving with the rim off of his car. I mean, excuse me, the tire off of his car, driving on the rim. Um, one of the rims was busted where it was nothing but the <laughs> spokes, bro. Like, right. And then like, <sighs> you see his mugshot looks wild. Oh, blizzard. Um, <laughs> uh, Frank Gore's out here. While you want to tell the audience real quick, um, but follow it up with your big deal or no thing about, about Frank Gore though. Tell the audience a little bit about what he got caught up doing. So Frank Gore, uh, was arrested and charged with dragging a naked woman by her hair across an Atlantic City hotel hallway. Um, I'm going to say this is a... That's a big deal. This is huge. Ah, I wanted to, again, wanted to lean toward either way, but it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Nah, a go big, ahead, nah, man. Nah, nah, go ahead and deal. explain yourself. Yeah, my big fault. Clip. That was just rag. Let me give you a clean one. That's a big deal. Here we go. I say it's a big deal because these athletes athletes are out here legit losing their minds, bro. And it is more and more and more. And we know Beast Quake like has gone through more than his fair share of stuff. He's lived life and bro be wild. It is what it is. But the the inhibitions um, that they are just freely just tossing to the wind and doing whatever and anything that's not only endangering themselves, but now others around them at uh, an alarmingly high rate. It's, it's, it's getting to be too much, bro. And like, I'm not expecting nobody to be goody goody and, you know what I mean? But come on, fellas. Get like like yeah. y'all just out here wild in the information technology age. Everybody and their mama got a camera and like y'all just making really bad choices freely and openly. Like Yeah. I'm over it, bro. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say a big deal, of course, similar to your reasons. Beast mode himself in an interview said that 
he used to drink Hennessy before games or at halftime and stuff like that on some Ron Artest stuff. So I already know how he, you know what I'm saying, what he's how he built. <laughs> Whenever you get beast mode, I see why you got your nickname, brother. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't a huge surprise to me that he got the DUI when I saw the headline. But then when I saw the mugshot, then I took it a step further. Like, uh, OK, this is a little wild. Sometimes they catch you off guard. Then I saw the vehicle. I'm like, all right, bro. That's nah, what I'm it like, was. For like me. you said, you really uh, put other people in danger, to, you know, wilding out. However you was, they say bro was on the sidewalk driving and stuff like that. So that's definitely big. And then um, Frank Gore, I make the joke. It's not it's not a true NFL season until it was just going to be a joke in poor taste. Put it like that. Until, right, until a player gets locked up. Or hits his oh, something. No, no, no. We're gonna keep it that locked up. We're gonna keep it that a player gets arrested. But um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, showing, showing, <laughs> showing regard for my Carolina sports talk family. I wanted to go ahead and just keep that respect out and and and, and keep that keep that joke away. But yeah, these these players are definitely wilding. Um, you know, again, we don't full comp. We've talked about it in the past. These full contact sports and stuff like that, um, especially with the NFL, CTE and stuff like that. We don't know um, until, unfortunately, until later on what they're suffering from um, internally and things like that. But to have the uh, to have the fortitude to go out there every Sunday, get banged up, pause and have to go out there every Sunday. Full contact. Of course, these are two halfbacks, coincidentally. And then have to live regular lives. Um, just don't know what goes into that adjustment, man. These guys are monsters on the field and bred up from uh, adolescence to be monsters. Right. So we just that's don't know, on the field, you know though, what goes bro. on. Like, how oh, do- no, I mean, it's just, again, it's how do you cut it off? You know, some, some people, you know, or if that switch is triggered by something, then, you know, I, I'm by in no means am I defending these guys or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just kind of adding context in, in my thought process to it. I get it. Like I as mean, far as you know what I mean. Like just just thinking about what goes into you drag. You know, just different stuff. You know, we've seen uh, other stuff with girls being slung around like rag dolls and thrown through tables and all of that stuff, man. And all I could really say, bro, is just prayers to. To the victims that that are involved in the, in these heinous acts and stuff like that, you know, again, these guys uh, are physically they are, you know what I mean, monsters and stuff like that. As far as um, with with you know what they can do, what their potential is to do, and then you know even getting behind the machine like a car. My dad always taught me that a car is not no toy and stuff like that. A lot of times right. we take the vehicles for granted. That's a big, what thousands you know, 20, of pounds. Yep, right. Uh, piece of machinery. So anybody could have been on that sidewalk. Um, so yeah, man. I I don't I don't like bringing CTE into the mix or giving any kind of cop outs or anything like that. Um, but I definitely I just pray for our league uh, and pray for you know pray for these guys. It's it's it. Rem- I don't know, bro. I don't know. Cause you can get down a whole rabbit hole of gladiator sports and things like that. And, and what are we really doing? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Reason- it's, it's, it's crazy. Reasons and excuses for me are very synonymous, but very different. Um, and, and, and as close as they are, 
we got to be careful not to allow one to lean too heavily to the other. As a as a larger framed individual who is blessed with strength greater than that of the average man, I understand that there are certain things that I can't do that the average could and it not be an issue. If I put my hands on anybody, it's with the intent of knowing that if I do anything or slip and if I'm not in control of my strength at any given time, I could physically hurt people. And as such, I know that there are certain things that I just don't point blank need to do. If these men are gladiators, if these men had know that their nature is aggressive, if they've been trained within the realms of a football field to exert a certain level of whatever, they ought to be held to higher standard. The same way that martial artists Agreed. and other um, boxers, everybody have to register their hands and my hands right. is registered and I'm the, you know, because that's a different capability and a level of skill that you have that allows you to be more dangerous to the average individual than anybody else. The same should be for them. Now, people say, oh, they're just regular people trying to live their lives. By the nature of the blessings that they are given, to whom much is given, much is required. You're automatically going to be held to a separate set of standards. It's not always fair, but it's the reality upon which we live. They need to be more careful, and they need to be more mindful of who they are when doing certain things. That's all I got to say on it. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. My dog, I appreciate you, man. We, we we had a good little episode out here with the first ever, you know what I'm talking about, big deal and no thing episode, man. But before we get out of here, anything you want to holler at the people and let them know? Just, um, you know, <laughs> it's just a quick hits episode with the little mask, the little cheap uh, um, Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> the little nose and the mustache and glasses. That's all this episode is. <laughs> but no, uh, quick shout out to my dog, Dominic Cahey. Y'all know him as Nick. My dog, he uh, pledged that Morris, um, our frat brother, he hangs out with, um, or really is the LB of my my other dog, Dr. J.B. Buford. Uh, but Dominic, or Nick, I call him Dominic, uh, just making fun of him. But Nick uh, got hired as the Colleton County basketball head coach. Uh, recently, and, you know, so shout out to my dog that's my neo um i love to say that as well and remind him of that and um also man we got an opportunity uh tomorrow you know to uh courtesy of our pro fight uh joe uh from 2000 you know what i mean joe oh i don't want to give joe's full government out there but we got an opportunity to check out panther fest man you gonna come Come pause, rock with your boy, man, and check out some of these trick plays and stuff like that. We might have to see what's to it real quick, man. And if any of the Panthers fans are out there, make sure you check us out. I'll be easy to spot. I'll be decked in my Carolina Sports Talk t-shirt. So if you've not yet had the opportunity to go ahead and scoop yours, make sure you log in and check us out on any of the social media platforms. And I can also send you the link. But we would love for you guys to scoop some of these Carolina Sports Talk t-shirts and go ahead and rep alongside us. It's been a privilege. Swag out there. We might can see by having a little something, something. Y'all come holler at us, and we'll have a little something for you out there. Without further ado, this has been another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Facebook page or the Instagram page at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net or the Facebook group Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. Until next time, peace.